So we are uh, home stretch, possibly finished today. Otherwise, Bezah Hashem finished Monday. The final mission of Masechda, Daphne Vavim and Aleph, the Mishnah uh, on the bottom of the Amud, and here we go. Yamtiv Hasamach Lashabbos, Bein Milfana Bein Laacharah. So what this is talking about is as follows: We established in the previous Mishnah that any Shabbos that falls out on a regel. All 24 Mishmaros divide up the Lechem upon him evenly. The question is, what if you have a Shabbos the day before Yantiv or a Shabbos the day after Yantiv? So it's not a Shabbos of a Regal because it's not Yantiv technically. It's the Shabbos the day before. Let's say Yantiv starts on a Sunday or Yantiv ends on a Friday. What do you do with Lechem upon him? And the reason why this is a question is because it's one thing if you had Yantiv on a Tuesday. So they don't have to get there for Shabbos already. There's time to travel to arrive in Yushalayim between Shabbos and Tuesday. Or let's say a Yantiv starts on a, a, you know, ends on a, on a Thursday. So if it ends on a Thursday, so there's enough time, or let's say Wednesday. It ends on a Wednesday, there's enough time on Thursday and Friday to travel home. So the Kona don't have to be there. But if we're dealing with the case where Shabbos is the day before Yantiv and Yantiv starts on a Sunday, or Shabbos the day after Yantu, Shabbos, you know, Yantu ends on a Friday, then the Quran that came, there was no way in the world for them to get there um, um, without being there for Shabbos, and there's no way for them to leave without them staying for Shabbos afterwards. So the Chiddush of our Mishnah is, is that, you know what, if they had to be there, then they're going to divide those Lechma Panam evenly as well. So we're expanding the Halacha. The Halacha is, is that they divide the Lechma Panam evenly on the Shabbos of the Regal itself, and they divide Lachem Panam evenly on the Shabbos that's attached to Yantiv. So if Shabbos day before, days after, we're going to have an equal distribution of Lachem Panam as well. So again, let's read the Mishnah. Yantiv has turned up to Shabbos. If you Yantiv next to Shabbos, Be'en Lofana, Be'en Lachereha. Ha'yukal Mishmar Shabbos, all the Mishmaros were equal when it came to the division of Lachem Panam. Be'chilik Lachem Panam. Chalios Yom Echad Lachavsek, Be'en Taim. If, however, there's one day in between, which simply means... It ends on a Thursday, and now you have one full day between then and Shabbos. Or it starts on a Monday, and therefore there's a full day between Shabbos and the beginning of Yantiv. So there, it's a little bit tricky. The technically is time to arrive, if it starts on a Monday, to come on Sunday. It's technically enough time to leave if it uh, ends on a Thursday, uh, right? But it's not so easy. So they had a little bit of Rahmanas on the Kohanim that were there, and they said, you know what, you could have some of it. If you didn't have a chance to, um, let's say, Yantiv started on a Sunday, on Monday, they felt they just had to be there for Shabbos already, there's no way to get there all on Sunday, they let them have some Lechma upon him. Or if it ended on a Thursday, and they didn't really feel they had enough time to leave, they really stuck around, they'll get some Lechma upon him, but they don't get an equal amount, because they did have a chance to travel. So there's Yom Echel HaFzik Meitaim, Mishmer Shizmano Kavua, Hoya Neitel Esachalos, the Mishmer that actually fell out this week, We'll get ten loaves of bread, uh, ten chalas from Lachman Panim, Vamis Akiv, and the, also the other way around at the end, and the one who is Miss Akiv, they couldn't leave yet, they are Notel Stein, they get two loaves of bread. It's a ten two split. The rest of the year, the average week 
the incoming Mishmar gets six loaves of, of the Lechem Apanim, and the outgoing gets six loaves of Lechem Apanim, as we established. Okay, so every single um, Mishmar will end up getting 12 loaves of Lechem Apanim because they'll get six the first week when they start, and on their way out the door to go back home, they'll get another six, and therefore it's 12 total. If Yehuda says we actually emphasize more the incoming Mishmar, and they get seven, and the outgoing Mishmar only gets five, and another halacha is, is that those who are coming in, they divide up the lacha upon them and eat it on the northern side of the Mizbeach. And we saw on the chart yesterday, thanks to Rafi, where that is exactly. The northern side of the Mizbeach, and the ones who go out are in the southern side of the, um, basin, uh, of the Mizbeach. Okay, Bilga. Now the Mishnah ends off with a story about a family, the Mishmar called Bilga Mishmar that they had three punishments given to them for their behavior. We should get to it today to hear what they did wrong. But the three punishments given for their behavior, one of them is related to what we just said. So we just said the incoming Mishmar divides up and eats Lechem upon him on the northern side of the Mizbeach. On the, yeah, the northern side of the Mizbeach. Um, and the one that's going out is on the southern side. But the northern side is more Chashev. They punish Bilga. Sorry, that Bilga, no matter what, even when they're on the way in, they got the Lechem Apanim, they ate in the south side. That's number one. Number two is Tvita Kavua. They locked up their ring. We established yesterday that there are rings, 24 of them, on the northern side of the Mizbech. Let me just see one thing quickly. Let me see if I could take two seconds to so find a quick online picture. Nice. I don't. I don't Pinterest to be able to open this thing up. Okay, it's not great, but uh, here we go. Just very quickly. Chabad.org. Um, if you see this picture over here on the screen, so here you have the Heichel, right over here where I'm pointing with my, I don't know if you can see my arrow when I'm pointing, but that's where the Kodesh is. That's the Kodesh Kodashim. This thing here is the Mizbeach. And the south side is over here. And the north side is over here. So it's a very small picture. I can't really expand it. I don't know how to. Um, but I'm sure there's a way to do it. I'm just not going to work on it now. But here, there's actually 24 little rings that are over here. Right? Rafi's, I think Rafi's holding up a picture of a ring. Yeah, Rafi has those rings. Very nice. Those are the rings. So this is the north side. So the incoming goes to the north side. Outgoing is the south side. The punishment to Bilgo was, first of all, they always have on the south side. Number two is their ring that holds... The animal during Shechita was locked, and therefore they had to go through the bizyonis, the embarrassment of having to always borrow someone else's ring to be able to shut their animals. Very good, Rafi, thank you. And number three, um, number three was the following halacha, is v'chalona sestuma, which is basically the window, which actually referenced basically a locker where they kept their supplies. Theirs was closed off as well. They got locked up, and therefore they had to borrow uh, storage space as well, and there's a punishment given to them. We'll discuss in a couple of minutes why they were punished. 
So he said, if Yantif falls out before Shabbos, or Yantif falls out after Shabbos, then we still divide up the Lachan Panam evenly. What does the word Milfana and Amrishta mean? What does the word Lachara mean? It's just a technical question. Why? Because if you tell me that the word Lifana is a reference to the first day of Yantiv, and we're saying that if Yantiv falls out before Shabbos, then that Shabbos you divide up evenly. And Lachara is Yantiv Achra. And the word Lachara means the last day of Yantiv, which means if Yantiv is after Shabbos, and, and that's a reference to the last day of Yantiv, you divide up evenly. Well, that doesn't really help us much. That's actually the Shabbos during Yantiv. The whole Kiddush of our Mishnah was, we're referring to the Shabbos as before Yantiv, the Shabbos after Yantiv. So if the word Milfaneha means the first day of Yantiv, and we're saying Yantiv falls out before Shabbos, that means Shabbos is the second day of the holiday. So of course you divide Lechem upon evenly. If the word Achara means the last day of Yantiv, that the day before the last day of Yantiv is Shabbos, of course you divide the Lechem upon evenly. It's still the holiday. So we must be referring to instead, says the Gemara, says the Gemara, Ella Yantiv It's counterintuitive, but the word Lefana in our Mishnah, it's a little trivia, you could ask somebody, what does the word mean in our Mishnah? The word Lefana actually means the last day of Yantiv. Yantiv Achram. And Lachara is Yom Rishon, and afterwards is the first day Yom Tev. And therefore, just to sum up what the Mishnah is saying, is that if the first day of Yom Tev falls out after Shabbos, which means Shabbos is the day before Yom Tev, or the last day Yom Tev falls out before Shabbos, which means Shabbos is the day after Yom Tev, then the Lachas still is, you divide up evenly Lechem Apanim on those days, even though it's not a, not a Yom Tev itself. Very good. My time, and what's the reason why they divide those up evenly? If the Kohanim are stuck there, stuck is a bad word, but they had to come already Shabbos before, or they had to stay afterwards. Since at the end of the day, they had to come a day early because Shabbos is the day before Yantar, there's no travel day in between. And these had to stay late because there's no travel day in between to leave. The Rabbana made a that they should be able to eat with each other. Now the Gemara goes on to say, Chal Yom Echad. But if there's one day in between, then the halacha is as follows. Vahani Tarti, my Aviditayo. So the Gemara asks, these two loaves that we're going to go ahead and give to the uh, group that had to come, you know, a day early. So again, if Yantav falls on a Monday, there's a day in between. Or if Yantiv ends on a Thursday, it's a day in between. But we say, well, be nice. The group that doesn't have to be there then, we're going to give them two loaves of bread. So the Gemara is asking, what's the story with those two loaves of bread? So it says the Gemara, Amar B'Yitzhak, B'schar HaGafas Delasais. You know what? They deserve some reward and payment to pay them for the closing of the gates in the night. So at the end of the day, they are involved in something, and they deserve, I guess the question really is on the table, is they don't do any avoda, why they get to eat? So we're saying, in, as payment for them closing the doors, which they're going to do, they still get to have two lechem upon them. The name alei dalbadel. So the Gemara asks the following. So let the mishmar that's coming in, sorry, let the mishmar that's going out say to the mishmar that's coming in, dalbadel. Dalbadel means less and less. Or I looked it up in Art Scroll, it says remove and remove, which means as follows. Let's check Rashi over here. I'm going to double check that line. I have a hard time translating this line. Okay. 
which basically says, like, you know, we're, we're doing a 10 and 2 job right now, but, you know, I'm sort of losing out over here that I'm not getting, you know, the, the, the full amount that I fully, fully deserve. So why not just give up your two now, and then therefore we'll kind of even out the system that we're not going to do this kind of deal that when Yontif falls out with a day in between, that there's two going to be given to the, um, the, the, the Mishmaris that get stuck there, the Mishmaris that come early, let's just, you know, re- re- release yourself from this deal, and let's all agree, let's just stick with the old system of a completely even split all year round. That's the question. Let's make that deal. Just you don't take these two now, but we'll all agree not to take the two, and it's our turn to take the two, and then we'll just even things out, and no one will ever lose that on anything. That's, that's the, the question. Why don't they say such a thing? You wish more answers. Amar Abaye, Butsina Tava Mikara. Butsina is a, like, pumpkin. Kara is a, well, Butsina, Rashi says, is a small pumpkin, and a Kara is a large pumpkin, which basically is the equivalent, the, the Gemara's equivalent of saying that one in the hand is better than two in the bush. <laughs> That's basically what it's saying, is that you'd rather have something now than be told you'll get more later. And at the end of the day, right now, if they're entitled to these two, to go ahead and try to negotiate with them and say, don't take these two now, because later on, in many weeks from now, when it's your turn for the Mishmar, you'll end up not losing out on those two when you will lose out on those two. So, you know, don't make me lose these two now. Give me what I deserve now. And later in the future, you won't lose out on the two when this happens to you that there's a one day in between Yontem and Shabbos that you have to give up two of your loaves of bread. So let's make that deal. The Bichigamara says that no, the group that gets two doesn't want to give up that part of their deal because one in the hand is better than two in the bush. A small pumpkin is bigger than, big, better than a big pumpkin later. So even if you tell me, yes, if I wait a little bit longer, eventually I'll get something more. But people appreciate what they have now, and therefore no one wanted to accept such a deal. And therefore the lache is, is that if there's a day between Shabbos and Yantiv in the beginning and, or, the, or the after end, then even though the halacha is, you divide it 10 and 2, and the, the 10 mishmar that deserves to really get all 12, they would try to negotiate and tell the group that's getting 2, don't take the 2 now, that for the point in the future this happens to you, that you have to lose on a 2, you won't have to lose it, we'll make a deal. No, the ones that's getting 2 don't want to accept that deal, because they would rather have a little bit now as opposed to getting more later. Okay, says the Gemara Vaitar. That's Gemara Vaitar. Amar Bai. Sorry, Amar Vihuda. When it comes to the Musaf offerings, the halacha is, they divide those up. Now the Gemara is going to challenge that, that you're telling me we divide up the Musaf. Really? They divide up the, the, the Musafim. Mishmara hayotzeis osa tamit shal The Mishmar, we have a Bryce that says, the Mishmar that's going out, they do the Korban Tamid in the morning, and they do the Musaf. Mishmar Nichnes says, Osa Tamid Shalbein Arbayim Uvazichan. And the Mishmar that comes in does the Korban Tamid of the afternoon and the Bazichin, which is referring to a Bazich is a spoon that would actually have a spoon of the incense they would put on the. It's like my battery's running low. I don't know why. Why is my battery running low? Um, okay, sorry. Battery's running low. Um, they would have a spoon of incest they would put by the Lechem upon them. So again, we already mentioned before that the Mishmaros changed their shifts on Shabbos. 
They changed the middle of Shabbos. Paul asked yesterday exactly what time. I don't know exactly what time, but sometime in the middle of the morning and the afternoon. Because what we're seeing is, is that the morning watchers, the watch that is leaving, they still, the very last thing they do is the Korban Tamid in the morning and the Korban Musaf. And the Mishvah that's coming in, they do the Korban Tamid in the afternoon and they do the spoons of the incense for the Lechem Apanim. It doesn't say over there that they split the Musafin evenly. So we just made a statement that the Korban Musaf is divided evenly. But we're being, it seems to be from this Brisa that the Mishmar that's on the way out, they still get the Musaf completely to themselves. The one that's coming in does the Korban Tamar in the afternoon and they get to do the spoons. So says the Gemara back, No, that Brisa that talks about the incoming group and the outgoing group, what do they do? It's not referring to how they divide it up after. They're just referring to the avoda itself. The avoda itself, the mishmar that's still there and about to go on the way out on Shabbos afternoon, um, they get to do the korban musaf. It's theirs. But the division of the korban musaf, it's not talking about that. That's actually evenly like we're trying to suggest. Says the Gemara, uh, another attempt to be able to disprove what we said before, that the korban musaf is divided evenly. Amar there is a Tana from the Beishmol, from the Shiva of Shmuel, that actually is talking about the division, and that division that is talking about over there, someone's raising their hand? One second. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. I was in reading, and uh, I just realized my volume was off, so I don't know how long you guys were talking for. <laughs> we, were pounding out, we were pounding out questions. Too bad. I muted you. I don't know why my volume was off. That's funny. Um, yeah. Can you do that last part about the Musaf? I didn't get this at all about the Musaf. Okay. Because, uh, I'm sorry. That's fine. It could be your questions all day. You didn't ask them. You know, I don't know. I don't know now. I saw you guys smiling for some reason. Okay, fine. Um, says the Gemara. Amr Yehuda. Yehuda says the Musaf and Cholkin. That the Korban Musaf, they would divide evenly. Just like we established, they divided... Um, they divided the Karba Musaf um, evenly. Okay? So um, this is referring, not, not necessarily referring to the Regal, it's referring to, um, you know, we said it's a 6-6 six, six split of the Lechem Apanim with the group that's coming in that's coming out. So what do you do about the Karba Musaf? They're switching on Shabbos. There's a Karba Musaf every Shabbos. Um, who gets that Karba Musaf? So we're saying over here that it's split as well. Rehuda suggesting the Korban Musaf is divided evenly between the Mishmar that's coming in and the Mishmar that's going out. To which the Gemara challenges that and says, one second over here, we have a Brisa that seems to indicate otherwise because the Brisa says the Mishmar that, that's leaving before they leave, they bring the Korban Tamid in the morning and they bring the Korban Tamid in the afternoon. No, and the Musaf. And that's the Musaf, sorry. And the Mishmar that's uh, um, coming in, they bring the Korban Tamid in the afternoon, and they bring the um, the Samim, they bring the incense for the Lechem Apanim. So it sounds like it's saying that the entire Musaf goes to the Mishmar in the morning. So Rehuda suggesting they split it evenly, it sounds like the entire thing goes to the Mishmar in the morning. So which Rehuda answers back and says, no, that... That Bryce is just talking about who does the Avoda. I agree. The Avoda itself is done by the Mishmar that's on the way out. They do the Musaf in the morning, along with the Korban Tamid in the morning. But if you're asking me how they divide it up and eat it, that's still done evenly. That's still evenly between the Mishmar that's coming in and the Mishmar that's going out. So now the Gemara is going to try another attempt to try to slug up, to disprove Yehuda's um, suggestion 
that the Musaf is divided evenly, and they're going to try another one. So the Wish of says as follows, Amar Rava, Vatana de Beishmuel, de Mari Bechaluka, you have a Tana, you have a Brisa, that was taught in the Yeshiva of Shmuel, that is talking about the vision of the Karban Musaf, and nonetheless it's going to say it's not even. As it says over there, of Musafin Chalkin Loktani, and there, where they have basically a similar halacha to what we just said a minute ago, that the Mishmar in the morning brings the Karban Musaf, it actually says there, and they, they get it, it says they divide it up. It doesn't say they do it evenly. The Mishmar in the morning, the one that's leaving, gets the entire Karban Musaf. The Tanad Beishmuel, Mishmar Hayot says, Osa Tamet Shal Shachim Musafin, Mishmar Nichnes says, Osa Tamet Shal Ben Arbaim, the one that's on the way out, they do the Avodah, uh, in the morning, the Korban Tamid and the Musaf, and the Mishra that's on the way out does the Tamid in the afternoon, and they do the Basichin, which is the reference again, like I said before, to the incense of the spoon that they put on Tabi Lechem upon him. Um, and then it says as follows Arba Kohanim Sham. There were four Kohanim that would go there with their voters being done into the Chatzar of the base of Migdash. Shnaim Mishmar Zeh, Shnaim Mishmar Zeh. You have two from each of the Mishmaros. The Cholkim Lechem Aponim, that's where they would divide up the Lechem Aponim. The Ilbe Musafin Cholkim Loktanim. So again, the end of that very same Brisa of the base Medrash of Shmuel that says that, by the way, the Mishmar that's on the way out, they bring the Korban Tamit and they bring the Musaf. The Mishmar that's on the way in, they bring the Korban Tamit in the afternoon and they do the Bazichan. And then the Brisa goes on to say that they assign two Kohanim from each of the Mishmaros to divide up evenly the Lechem Aponim. One second over here. If you're right, Rabbi Yehuda, you should add another line over here that says, and they divide up evenly the Musaf. The fact doesn't spell out anything about dividing up evenly the Karim Musaf. And the Brisa is talking about division, so therefore you can't tell me, oh, the Mishnah is just not talking about how you actually divide up and eat it. So it seems to be we do not divide up the uh, Musaf evenly. To Yufta de Rav Yehuda, this is clearly a disproof of Rav Yehuda. To Yufta, it is a disproof. So we have successfully disproven Rav Yehuda. Yes. I will now so, take questions. Yes. I, I just I didn't catch the um the line that was the first response of um that high tana bechluka lo kamairi. Okay, fine. So well, there's, there's two steps. There's the bringing it on the mizbeach, and then there's the dividing up afterwards the hides, and when it's a korban you're allowed to eat, uh, the parts you're able to eat. So Rehuda said they divide up evenly. After the korban's brought, that's his suggestion. Just like the lechem upon him, the eating of lechem upon him, they do evenly. The group that's coming in, the group that's leaving, he suggests that the musaf as well, the group that's coming in, the group that's going out, they divide up evenly the eating or the, the, the taking of the hides of the korban musaf. So they bring a brisa that says otherwise that the, the group that's on the that's on the way out, they do the entire musaf. To which we would answer back, yes, they do the entire musaf. They're the ones who actually do the avod in the base of Migdash, But when it comes to the division afterwards. It's not talking about that. It's just not the, it's not the topic of that brisa. But of course, if you would actually talk about the division of it, you would say that the group that's coming in and the group that's going out divide up the Muslim evenly. To which the Gemara says, okay, fine, that brisa is not talking about division. But we have another brisa that starts off with the same way as the previous brisa that says the group that's leaving brings the Musaf, but not the group that's coming in. And then afterwards, it starts talking about division, but division of Lachim upon him only. It does not mention anything about dividing up the Korban Musaf, which seems to indicate they did not evenly distribute the Korban Musaf. Therefore, they don't have to have the special shlichas that two from one group and two from the other group, they meet together, they divide it up. It doesn't say anything about the Korban Musaf, and therefore that disproves um, Rabbi Huda's suggestion that they evenly distributed the Korban Musaf. Okay. 
Says the Gemarvite, so we said the incoming group, they get on the north side of the Mizbeach, that's the Marchash of Islat, and the ones that are going out get on the south side. So Tanar Rabbanan, people see clearly who the incoming group is, and those who go out there on the south side, to see clearly who is on the way out. Um, I don't fully know why that's important to show that, but they apparently wanted to have clarity of who's who and who's doing the avoda, and therefore when they divide up the lechem upon him and they went to the separate areas, the one that was on the way in went to the north side, and the one that was on the way out went to the south side. Okay, so now um, I'm, we're not going to finish today, but I'm going to start the next section of the Gemara just so you get a feel. They kept on mentioning that they, they give a penalty to the family of Bilga. Let's get some insight on what in the world's going on over here. With this Bilga family, they got three punishments. Punishment number one was they always divided up on the south side. Punishment number two is they locked up the ring for doing shkita. And number three is they closed off their locker. They couldn't use it. So says the Gemara, Maisa b'miriam bas Bilga. The entire mishmar of the Bilga family is all being punished because of one woman, Miriam, the daughter of Bilga. What did she do? Shehimira dasa. She became a kaifer, Hemira Dasa, which means she went off the derech, literally. Dasa is a religion. Hemira is to reject that religion. She went off the derech. The Halcha And she went off and married a soldier um, from the um, Greek government. She married a guy. She intermarried. The daughter of one of the Kohanim families intermarried. She went off the derech and she intermarried. That wasn't bad enough. When the Yivanim went into the Beis HaMikdash, she kicked with her sandals the Mizbeach. Biut is to kick. She was mevait b'sandala with her sandal al-gav Mizbeach, on the Mizbeach. And she said the following, V'amra, Lucas, Lucas, and Mosai ata mechale memonim shal Yisrael. Lucas is the, uh, I guess it's a Greek word, I'm assuming, Lucas, Lucas means wolf, wolf. How long will you waste the money of Klai Yisrael? Mechala is to waste or to consume, really. Consume is probably the best way to say it. How long will you consume the money of Klai Yisrael? You know, it's one thing if, you bring, if they bring all these karbonos. Again, you think about these, uh, you know, uh, pagan uh, warships where they're literally paying off their gods and you expect results. So she's... Part of her rejection is, and this might be part of why she went off the derech, because unfortunately, Klaisel were in a sorry state at the time when the Yavani were taking over the base of Migdash. So she says, forget it, I want no part of Klaisel. There's this uh, the handsome Greek man that I want to be able to marry. And after the Greeks started taking over the base of Migdash, she went in herself, she kicked them his back and said, Wolf, wolf, how long are you going to consume their karbanas and not, not help them out? You sh- if anything, if, if you believe these karbanas do anything, then they should be protected from the damage that's happening to them right now. So, Mizbeach, Mizbeach, how long are you going to consume their karbanas and not help them in Shasat Chak in their time of need? When the Chachamim heard that the daughter of Bilga did such a thing, they punished the entire Mishmar and they locked up the ring and they closed off the locker. That is one version of what happened. Another version of the story is, is that the Mishmar of Bilga, the entire Mishmar, showed up late one day. They came late to Shachras. 
they were supposed to come at a certain time to do the Avoda in the base of Igdash, and they came late. And just because of that, one time, and what ended up having to happen was is that since they were late in coming, the one that was still there previously, they weren't able to leave on time, and they had to do some of the avoda on their behalf. Yeshevav is the name of the other Mishmar that was there right before them. So one time the Mishmar of Bilga came late, the, 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 the Mishmar that was on the way out was forced, again, it's not a bad thing, but they had to uh, pick up the slack on behalf of their friends that came late, and because of that, the entire Mishmar of Bilga was punished. So, um, we'd like to end on time. Uh, Bez Hashem will we'll end next time, uh, which is Monday, Bez Hashem. But uh, the obvious question the Gemara is going to ask right now is that Bishlam, uh, according to the second version of the story, that the entire Mishmar came late. That's why we're going to punish the entire Mishmar, that they all have their ring locked, they lose their locker, and they have to eat on the south side. But according to the other version, that it's one girl from the entire Shevet, they went ahead and went off the derech, married a goy, and said such a thing on the Mizbeach. Why are we punishing the entire Shevet? And we'll discuss that Be'ez Hashem next time. Um, Be'ez Hashem next time. Yeah, we'll discuss it next time. Okay, everybody say, excellent. Um, if you would like to join, zero expectation whatsoever. Uh, I'm going to give a shot at starting at 9.15 by learning Palayoyitz. Um, come some days, come all days. I probably will not record it. Uh, but maybe I will. I don't. Um, doesn't work well recording on Zoom every time. I don't have enough memory in my account, and I don't know how to do two separate Anchor accounts. So maybe I could do a voice note recording of it and figure out a place to put it. But uh, let me know if you know any insight of how to use Anchor better, and I could make a podcast for the Peleoids. But otherwise, seven fifteen Bez Hashem every morning we'll start with some Peleoids, and then seven thirty we'll shift. And again, there might be some people joining just for Peleoids. I don't know how it's going to work, so we'll see what happens. Um, any questions before we go? Monday. We'll do before Shir. We'll do before Shir. Okay. Thank you. Okay, very good. Everybody say, have a great day. Have a good Shabbos, and uh, we'll be in touch.